0: Well, we did a lot of sitting these last, uh, over the last weekend, four days um,
1: for Buddha's birthday, Sashin.
0: So uh, I did a lot of sitting and I did a lot of thinking about sitting. Catherine, uh, I think I've told the story before of one of the first Sashines that uh, I participated in. Uh, Catherine was leading it and we were all up at Jikoji. And um, she really convinced me that sitting was the most important thing to do, right then, right, right now and that it was not
1: separate from our life.
0: Uh, another time in in Zazen, or in um, Dokusan, she told me, uh, Zazen is your life, a nice definition of Zazen. Uh, and it meant that it wasn't just about about sitting on the cushion. And Dogen, Dogen says this, it's, it's not just practice while sitting, it's like a hammer striking emptiness before and after its exquisite peel permeates everywhere. So this Zazen is the complete permeation of our life wherever it takes us. So, um, so I, I was looking at um, a few teachers, a few of our teachers, for this lecture, and I liked what
1: what um, Red Pine had
0: to say about form and emptiness, and and then it segued into. Uh, Uh, how Joanna Macy takes this form and emptiness question into the world. Joanna Macy is a Buddhist and a social activist. And so there's, there's no separation for her between this sitting practice and her practice in the world. So, um, so let me try to put some of their words uh, into the mix. I'll start with I'll start with um, Red Pine in his book, The Heart Sutra, and this is his part of his uh, commentary on that section: "Form is emptiness." emptiness form. The logic of this goes like this. Form or any entity of the mind, so form are, is, are objects like these glasses or this book. Form or any entity of the mind is defined by the mind and exists only because we claim it exists. The only thing that exists in this case is our own definition of form. Form itself is empty of anything that could be called self-existence. Whatever we use to define form, it is dependent on something else. So that's uh, that last line is, is kind of the the um the buddha's first description of of form as uh, the end product of of many innumerable causes and conditions um that arise before us and uh at the end of a long line of uh you know a few billion years we come up with glasses. And I see it for a moment while it's in this shape. And my mind makes up a definition of what this form is, but it's, um, there's, uh, there's nothing intrinsically about glasses in this. It's all of that those um, carbon atoms put together in this shape. It's all the sand put together to make the glass. Um, uh, Some uh, ceramic mold has been used to, to, to make it into this shape. So it's got quite a long list of things. Nothing says glasses. It's got the whole universe right there. And that's kind of a traditional Buddhist way of looking at all form. It helps us it helps us grasp or hold on to it a little less tightly when we know that it's just a temporary shape passing before us. And we're just a temporary shape passing by it. And um, when causes and conditions change, um, uh, different forms and different perceptions will, will appear. So, uh, we, we hold on to it to things a little less tightly and this this helps us um, um uh, reduce our suffering a little bit when we're not holding on so tightly that's the um the first and second noble truth when we're not grasping on so tightly um, when we're when we're um, have a, a looser grip um, uh, we're not. We're not suffering as much. So, um, so this is the form is emptiness side of things. Form doesn't have its own intrinsic self. It's just part of this long river that appears before us. Um, that's the form is emptiness part. But, uh, but. Um Red Pine says that the, the second part, emptiness is form, is really the, the groundbreaking, the life-changing
1: part. Um,
0: emptiness is simply another name for reality. This river that we're all of causes and conditions that we're all in. Emptiness is simply another name for reality. It's not part of reality, for reality has no parts, but it's all of reality. Emptiness is all of reality. But if form is equivalent to emptiness or the indivisible fabric of reality, then emptiness must also be equivalent to form. So he, he goes on to say that that um, uh, when we look at it the other way, the emptiness is form that means um, when we see these glasses and see that it has arisen out of out of this huge flow of the universe. These these simple things called glasses become the whole universe. Uh, so that um, it, it's it's nice not to think of these as permanent, so we don't get too attached, and our own personal suffering is lowered a little bit. Um, I'll uh, I'll uh, appreciate these glasses while I've got them while they're still in this form. But when, if we go, if every time we pick up these glasses, we see the whole universe. It's um, uh, the mundane gives us a lesson every time in this is the whole, the whole works. This is the whole universe. Um, Can I appreciate these glasses because it took the whole universe to to put these together for me right right now, can I appreciate um, uh, that person? Uh,
1: because um, it took a whole lifetime.
0: Of causes and conditions that I don't know anything about um, to make this form appear before me. So the so it's a it's a way of looking at the world that's different than just um, uh, can I reduce my personal suffering. It's about can I be connected to the whole world when I put on these glasses, when I think about these glasses, um, when I meet anybody on the street, can I think about um, this connection to the whole world? And, And this idea that nothing is as self and identity, that everything is always in relationship that everything is always connected to everything else, puts us all in that um, uh, the worldview of, of wholeness. And yet we can still put on our glasses, we can still read a book, but our relationship to these simple forms is relating to all things. Uh, um and to have that to have that view to have that world view of always being in relationship with everything else and everything is always in relationship with me is um is the is the is the um exciting mahayana development of um of uh, the Four Noble Truths, Life is Suffering, that we, we suffer because we grasp onto things. Uh, it's, um, it's It's about the whole works and not just about individual things or individual people. in the light of wisdom, the seamless fabric of reality is equivalent to any attempt to separate reality into parts including parts such as form that themselves are attempts to account for all reality as we experience it. So when we think that this is just part of reality and we're looking at part of reality, when we're reminded that this is nothing but reality itself, um, it, it, it goes from, um, from being the mundane into the sacred. Uh, When we say, and and I I just want to make this one last point before moving on to Joanna Macy. He says that when when we say that form is emptiness, emptiness is form. We're not denying um, that there is form. Form doesn't get annihilated uh, when we say that it's emptiness because when we say emptiness is form, here is the book. Um, and we've got the uh, we've got the book right in our hands we've got uh, uh, as the psalm says the whole world right here in our hands and these hands are the whole world um, so we're not talking about annihilation of form or, or believe or not believing that form exists we're saying um, it's a different world view it's a world view that that we're all part of this wholeness. We're always in relationship with everything else. Um, Joanna Macy um, writes about writes about emptiness. She reminds us that um, that uh, this this Buddha's dialogue about emptiness uh, with the development of the Mahayana school about 500 years after the Buddha died um, uh, was was, um, compiled in Buddha's lectures uh, attributed to the Buddha called the perfection of wisdom. And that this, this, compilation of sutras and teachings that can, the perfection of wisdom is called the mother of all Buddhas. All Buddhas arise out of this, this um, uh, um, the reality of emptiness. And the Buddhas, which do take a form like shakyamuni Buddha, are our teachers. Um, And uh, they teach us about wisdom and emptiness and form is emptiness and emptiness is form. And uh, this idea, this reality is given birth by the mother of all Buddhas, the perfection of wisdom. Homage to the perfection of wisdom. She gives life, she gives uh, Uh, she gives light the perfection. She is a source of light, and from everyone in the triple world, she removes darkness. She brings light to the blind. She brings light so that all fear and distress may be forsaken. She herself is an organ of vision. So this... uh, I don't wanna say this idea of emptiness, this reality that all things are emptiness and emptiness is all things is what gives birth to all form and all of
1: us. the
0: liberation she says offered by the perfection of wisdom is no turning away from samsara no turning away from this conventional life so that the, this is this is what this is the light this is the energy This is the realization that is given to us by the perfection of wisdom, is not turning away from conventional life, from samsara. The light that she bestows
1: does not dazzle,
0: eclipse, or blind one to mundane phenomena and the traffic of beings. Rather, it's clear, cool. It illuminates the world. It, uh, this wisdom that, uh, that we cultivate, that we um, abide in, in our meditation, uh, lights up the world and says that, um, that that all things are boundless. All things are the causes and conditions of the whole universe throughout time. Uh, she lights up these glasses to say, Patrick, um, think about the whole world when you
1: pick up these glasses.
0: She gives us the capacity to see reality as it is without denying the multiplicities and the particularities of things. This is what is repeatedly stressed as the gift of the mother of
1: all Buddhas.
0: There is no form that is more real or for whose sake, or in whose pursuit, the bodhisattva would lift her gaze from things as they are. So, um, so this this um, uh, mother of all Buddhas gives us the gift to be in this world just as it is. Without judgment, without turning away, uh, without um, uh, without um, uh, adding 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 our own opinions and judgment to it to it, it just gives us the gift of being in this world, just as it is, and. Um, And when we can be, here's the final connection, when we can be in the world just as it is, our actions are skillful means, upaya. The actions that we do when we can sit comfortably in the world just as it is, are the skillful liberation of suffering for all people skillful means is the readiness to reach out and improvise this is the other face of wisdom along with compassion together they constitute both ground for ethical action and the basis of delight revalorizing samsara you, you, you know i think um i think when we study the the early sutras, we get the idea that that, um, this conventional life that we lead is less than, and that um, uh, we might want to work towards achieving nirvana, which we think of as more than, I'm exaggerating a little bit because I'm sure that the Buddha never wanted us to think that way. But, but that's where I went. Uh, that this life is is kind of is kind of uh, less than uh, the achievement of Nirvana. But um, but this mother of Buddhas with showing us the wisdom of emptiness and compassion and are the skillful means, which is the readiness to reach out and improvise. Together they constitute both ground for ethical action and basis of delight. Saying that, that this conventional life that we lead is nothing but nirvana, when we, can, when we can look at these glasses and say, this is nothing but the whole world, it gives it another value. It, uh, I wasn't so familiar with that term, revalorizing. But when I can look at these glasses as the whole world, um, I'm, I'm putting a new value on these glasses and saying, I'm learning a little bit about wholeness, about no separation, about, um, uh, about intimacy when I pick up these, when I pick up these glasses.
1: So this is how we, this is how we get from this, this um, quiet sitting
0: and uh, experiencing and abiding fully in the wholeness of things to to um, helping save all beings with our skillful means and liberating others from being stuck in their in
1: their separateness.
0: Catherine says much the same with, I've come to realize our work is to love the world just as it is, is. because our discriminating mind mind is constantly thinking of improvement for the world how I should be, how you should be. To love the world as it is means to completely accept those thoughts and also our regrets about the world. Loving the world as it is is being willing to be in the only world we know. This is really the point of practice. So all of our esteemed teachers are pointing us in the same direction. Uh, just to be in the world as it is, always in relationship, never separate. And uh, with that world view, all of our actions uh, are to the benefit of all beings. I was certainly inspired by Kathy last week in her her uh, her poetry, explaining the poetry. i won't I won't try to explain this, but I thought I would at least um, end with poetry. This is Rilke's book of hours, and it's a translation by Joanna Macy. So um, uh, Rilke, um, was quite a religious um, person. Um, I don't know if this uh, subtitle "Book of Hours: Love Poems to God" comes uh, the comes from um, Joanna Macy or 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 from Rilke. When he says um, in this poem. Every time he says you, maybe we can put it in our mind. He might be uh, addressing it to God. We might address it to the whole works, to the whole universe, to the, to the completeness of things, to the intimacy of things. Rilke writes, only in our doing can we grasp you. Only with our hands can we illuminate you. The mind is but a visitor. It thinks us out of the world. Each mind fabricates itself. We sense its limits, for we have made them. And just when we would flee from them, you come, the whole works enters our life that's me, and make of yourself an offering. I don't want to think a place for you. Speak to me from everywhere. Your teaching can be comprehended without looking for its source. When I go toward you, it is with my whole life. I think those last poems are the heart sutra. When I go toward you, it is with my whole life. My whole
1: life is expressed in my movement. When I go toward you, it is with my whole life. Maybe we can um, uh, have a little discussion. Uh, think
0: about uh, when you've uh, when you really feel that connection uh, with all things uh, somewhere in your daily life. Um, somewhere, when something pops up in front of you, you feel that uh, that intimate connection. Rather than um, saying, uh, rather than just observing it, you say, "You know, I know that. I know that mind. I know that situation. I've been there before." Sandra.
2: I have a question, Dr. Yes. I was uh, really thinking, I must admit, during your whole talk, I was thinking about the first part of your talk, because something seemed to cinch in my mind, and I'm wondering whether this is correct, when you were saying that the book is nothing but the whole universe So is that another way of saying that would be that absolute and relative reality are the same thing? Yeah. And then, so then I'm going, how does this all fit in with Buddha nature? Does this also, could this also be an explanation of how, what we think of um, as obscurations, and things like that that we have, is that also an explanation about how, what we think of, of obscurations are nothing but through
0: nature? Were you all able to hear that? Um, uh, San- Sandra was saying that um, she landed on uh, uh, this book, is the whole universe and um, wondering if that uh, can also be said that um, uh, ultimate reality uh, is the same as conventional reality. And then wondering about um, obscurations uh, the thing, you, you, when we're blinded or when we're not thinking, or when we're not thinking that this is the whole universe, are you saying we're obscured? But even then, our Buddha nature is shining in the way that um, the Prajna Paramita teaches us. I, I think it is. And uh, um, I think uh, when we're when we're not remembering that the book is the whole universe, uh, the universe is doing its darndest to give you the air that you need, give you the the right temperature that you need. Um, The earth, all the universe is um, is uh, supporting you
1: completely, um,
0: and maybe at some point, if if you're picking up uh, this book of hours by Rilke, and you're you're reading it, you'll say, "Oh, uh, I'm connected intimately to this book." Now I remember that this book is the whole universe. And uh, at that moment, you are supporting uh, all the universe. You're treating this book with the value that it has because it's the whole universe. And, uh, and that's, that's the dance we do with form is emptiness, Emptiness, form. Um, uh, uh, at some point, because of our Buddha nature, which is which is um, uh, uh, which which we are, which we uh, not were bathed in, but we are, um, uh, we remember. Uh, that, oh, this book or these glasses or uh, or uh, this, this cushion that I'm sitting on is nothing but the whole universe. This is when Catherine does her practice of, you know, bowing to the doorknobs saying, you know, we've been twisting you and slamming you and rattling you all day and I want to appreciate you right now, and uh, that's that's when uh, we uh, realize our Buddha nature, and uh, and reconnect our re, re revalorize uh, uh, all the things in our life as nothing but Buddha nature, as nothing but um, uh, the perfection of wisdom. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Lord. Oh, thank you. Any other last thoughts? Please, Corrine.
2: That word revalorizing seemed to just really hit me in in um, in in viewing the in doing form and I thought it's a good companion piece to when I ask myself throughout the day is awareness present
1: mm-hmm.
2: and it seems like uh, asking that and the awareness just naturally uh, goes forth to revalorizing um, form. Yes, yes. But I can also use that as a, um, in the same way that I use awareness is, am I revalorizing form? Ask like companion questions
0: Yes, yes, all those things that that um, that remind us of reality as it is. Um, I think I think when we say that this book is the whole universe, it's not just a good idea that makes us feel good. Um, it's the way reality is, and. Um, and when we remember that, uh, as Catherine says, that's our, our work in the world, uh, to be in love with the whole world, even when it, it's just a book, even when it's just a piece of plastic, um, uh, to, to pick up these glasses and say to myself, um, "I'm in love with the world," is uh, is a wonderful thing, not just for me, but for the whole world. And it's the way it's the way uh, things really are. Yeah. Uh, it's a reminder, again and again, that this is this is the reality of the world. And right now, it's taking the form of uh, of, of the glasses. Right now, it's taking the form of the soup spoon. Um, uh, And uh, and, and that's the reality of the world. And and I think that's a clue to why um, uh, uh, Joanna Macy called called her book, uh, World as Lover, World as Self.
1: Uh,
0: Because as Catherine said, um, we're in love with the world because we are the world and so are these glasses. And uh, uh, oh, there, there you are, uh, you, you switched on my screen. It's, a, that, great, it's a great way of, of uh, a good view of the world.
2: Yeah, it's like being in love with love.
0: after a while you can't even call them different different things you can't even call these glasses and book Uh, you just have to say uh love and love love and love yes (laughs) thank you thank
1: you Corine.
0: well we were fooled by daylight savings um and it is it's finally gotten dark in this room and pretty soon um, we're not gonna be able to distinguish one person from another. Uh, and thank, thank you, Kai. <laughs> uh, uh, and so uh, let's, let's finish up with our expression of love, our vow to love the world just as it is. Beings are numberless, I vow to save them. Delusions are inexhaustible, I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless, I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable. I vow to become it, beings are numberless, I vow to save them, delusions are inexhaustible, I vow to end them,
2: Dharma gates
0: are boundless, I vow to end them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable. I vow to become it. Beings are numberless. I vow to save
1: them. Illusions are inexhaustible. I vow to end them. Buddhas are numberless. I k was the to to is
2: that i not to be able to
1: that know? I to to